Welcome to the 10 and 2 podcast. I'm Kat. Hey, I'm Catlin. And we're here every week talking watches, photography, adventure, and exploring the world of horology. What's going on, Kat? You know the same old, same old. Um, I'm trying to think of our last conversation, if anything. Oh, we bought a tent for those oh, that yay. are curious. The, the five people that are curious. <laughs> okay, well, so so oh, let's get into this conversation, though, because first of all, you you bought a new car. Yes. For, we haven't talked about this, I don't think, on the podcast. Um, okay. So you got the Subaru Outback, correct? I did. Okay. I did get the Subaru Outback. You ran Not into a, a, like a, a brand new new one, but like yeah. it's pretty dang new. Yeah. But you ran into a little bit of a hiccup and, and you have some issues with Subaru's advertising. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So, so the, th- <laughs> the thing was, is like, at the dealership, they have pictures of um, the Subaru with a rooftop tent on mm-hmm. it, right? The the Subaru that I actually bought. And, you know, we've seen pictures online. We got it. And then, like, the rack in the manual, I was just looking to see, like, what the weight limits were. And it said, do not, capital letters, put a rooftop tent. And I was like, wait, what? Like, this is <laughs> one of the reasons we bought the car. So frantically, we started looking to put aftermarket rails or, you know, like a rack system up top to hold the tent. We were thinking about just forgetting about it, just sleeping inside the vehicle. And then luckily I thought, well, let me just call a bunch of dealerships because why would they have pictures if you can't do it? Right. Right. And so I called just random dealerships around the country. I called two in California and I think one in Atlanta finally got an answer. And and the answer was that the rack can hold like dynamic weight, which is like when you're moving like 175 pounds, 165, it's, it's one of those. And then uh, static. So when the car is still, then you can go up to 700 pounds, which was plenty because the rooftop tent we bought is like just over 100. Mm-hmm. Um, add in me and my husband's weight. It's well below that. So yeah. And so we put it on and it's fine. Then. Okay. Yes. I'm so we're getting I didn't camp. even know this update. I thought that oh. we were still No, we've been we busy chatted. and we've like yeah. literally <laughs> it'll be four o'clock in the afternoon over the weekend and I'm like, fuck, I haven't even talked to Kat today. Like what's <laughs> going on in my life? But Yeah, so uh, that yeah, we bought I'll have to send you a picture. Oh my gosh, I forgot. So yeah, we're all set up, we're ready to awesome. go, we're really excited. I spent the whole weekend like ordering some stuff that we need. I've gotten some amazing tips from listeners um, that have done overlanding and camping out of the car and um, I'm putting those to good use. So if you have any other tips, please send them my way. I I take them all in and I'm just, I think ordering the stuff this weekend made me really, really excited. I started kind of planning out where we're going to go. We're going to kind of go with the flow, but we need to like have a destination point each day. So yeah, really, really, really excited. Been doing a lot of reading about bears and <laughs> yeah, we're fine. I think we're going to be okay. I bought some airtight containers because we're, we're dispersed camping. So we're camping in our car, obviously with the rooftop tent and actually like in Yosemite itself, they, re- they recommend you don't keep food in your car. But since we can't stay inside Yosemite, we're staying outside in the other national forest. You can, it's just that you need to be like, I didn't realize bears can smell three miles away. Wait, what? 
Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Three miles away. And they apparently, like, they know because they're around the campsites a lot. They know what coolers look like. Yeah. And so they say to just make sure if you do have to keep it in your car, it's in an airtight container, locked and covered. So, yeah. All the precautions. I am taking them. <laughs> I love that you're so prepared. I do not think this far ahead. And like <laughs> I've had a bear encounter. Did not like when we went. We went hiking a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, out in Gatlinburg and, and through like one of like the bigger trails in the mountains and. I just like have a little backpack, not even a real backpack, like that oh bag um, that, uh, oh, what are they called? Like these slim backpacks, just like with three bottles of water and like, like given we were hiking, you know, like eight miles, something like that up mountain and like some snacks and <laughs> no like spray for bears, no nothing. Bears weren't even <laughs> on my mind. And we like run across a bear on our path. I'm like, man, oh, man, I am so unprepared for anything that actually might happen in life. It's well, awful. there's so many, there's so many rules. I, I know like in Yosemite itself, you can't, you can't even have bear spray. And they said they're really skittish and we'll keep our little, you know, car alarm next to us. And if yeah. something does happen, I'm sure that will scare it away. But yeah. just kind of, you know, I, I was just Googling to like even know what kind of bears are in the area. Like, are we talking about grizzlies? Which thank goodness we're not. <laughs> I'm just so unfamiliar with that territory. And right. honestly, I was telling you last night, we're, we're also going to Death Valley. And um, I'm more like 10 times more afraid of like the scorpions and snakes that are there no. than the bear encounters we might have. So Cat, this does not sound like a vacation to me. <laughs> <laughs> No mayo. I know. High no stress. Mayo. High stress. No, no, I think it'll be really fun. It's an adventure. Um, I would like to adventure far away from scorpions and snakes. Thank you very much. <laughs> and and you run into like tarantulas and all, right? Because you're going through like Arizona yeah. and all. Oh, no mayo. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. But that's so. why we have a rooftop tent. We're away. We're we're up we're up and away. Bugs don't climb. <laughs> Do scorpions <laughs> climb out of curiosity? I hope I hope not. I really hope not. I haven't looked into this yet. <laughs> oh man. Goodness. That's a good question. <laughs> now cats like desperately gonna start Googling. <laughs> just gonna have Vaseline on the side of the car so that they they just slide. They don't actually climb up. I think I think lavender keeps them away, so we might buy some lavender to like make a border around our vehicle. We're only we're only going there for like one night, so we just have to kind of deal with it for that. But oh, I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be beautiful, and I'm very, I am very jealous of you in this trip because I think I feel like that would be such yeah. a cool, fun trip to do, and like you know, like really kind of roughing it out a little bit. And I mean, like I I don't know, I've gone camping, yeah. but like for two days max, like. You know, I don't I don't really consider it roughing yeah, it. Yeah, and we are like much. make no mistake, um, we're not really roughing it that much with with the rooftop tent and all the <laughs> stuff we bought. We're pretty clamping it. Do tents not count as roughing it? There's I feel like, like a three a inch foam mattress in it, it that's super comfortable. Yeah. Oh no, that but we're not rough. <laughs> yeah, it has a memory foam mattress. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not too bad. It's not too bad. <laughs> this is amazing, and I'm awesome. I'm really excited. I am. I'm, I love it. I'm nervous and excited, <laughs> and, and I don't know. We'll just we'll see how it goes. We could come back and absolutely hate it, hate the experience, but you got to try it. Exactly, exactly. For well, sure. Well, um, before we we dive into the fun topic we have today, what are you wearing on the wrist? So I am wearing my uh my Omega Aquaterra today. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. Like I just, maybe it's also because it's starting to get warm here. And like for me, I'm so OCD about how my watches fit that I do kind of like them a little bit, you know, tighter. But now that like my wrists are starting to swell up throughout the day, they're a little too tight. So I need to pull out my links. And usually I'll add, I'll, I'll get to the extent that I'll add a link or a half a link during summer and pull it out for fall and winter. Um, so I just need to go through my, my watch boxes and, and pull out some links so that I can get a, get some of my watches adjusted. But this one I've always worn pretty loose, so it's pretty comfortable right now. Yeah, I, I tend to size everything a little bit looser. And even in the winter, I don't know. I just, I don't like my watches super tight on my wrists. I just feel like it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that time of year. It is. Man. <laughs> Start bringing those links out. <laughs> <laughs> Start digging through your watch boxes now. Trying to find them, yeah. I know. I, know. I, I got thank thank because of you. I ended up being so much more organized because you gave me these little tiny envelopes that oh. you can just you seal up and then you write what the watch is on them. And and I've been able to really keep a hold of stuff a lot better than I used to. Um, I love that I have access to these same things because I gave them to you and I don't even use them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I've got I links all it. over the place. I don't know where, what bracelets they go into. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Um, But what about you? What's on your wrist? So I'm actually not wearing the sub today. Shocker. What? Um, I know. Has hell froze over. Cat. Pretty much. Sub. Pretty much. No, I'm actually wearing the Monta Noble. So our friends were at Monta. I forgot that we were getting that in. Take it. I know, and I have to send it back tomorrow. I know. Thank God, because when you when you texted and you were like, "Hey, Justin's going to send us the Noble," I think my my immediate text message was, "Pray for my wallet," Um, yeah, because I want to see this charcoal gray so bad. But like, we only had it for a couple of days, and like, I haven't been at your house. So it's it's a hot it's a hot piece right now. So I think that there's a lot of people on the list to to get it, but. I I love this watch. I, we're both obviously fans of the Noble. We did a review several months back of it. And, you know, this to me is probably the most versatile Noble that is in the lineup, even oh, really? more so than the Opaline. This thing on a rubber, on the rubber strap is like, it's killer. It is killer. And like it looks fantastic on the bracelet, of course. And, and their bracelet is one of my favorites out there. But yeah, on the rubber strap, like it's hot. It's it's just really hot. Mm-hmm. And um it you, I feel like it's it's you know, it kind of gives you the the aquanaut vibes. Not that it looks anything like it, but that you can pull off a steel sports watch on a rubber strap, even when you're like a little dressed up. Okay. So I'm hoping to get some photos with it later on. Obviously I've, I've it's a quick turnaround, but yeah, we'll we'll post some and and we might have some by the time the episode goes out. Can't promise. But um, yeah, it's just a really, really beautiful dial. I love the charcoal. I love the gray. It's just, and it's so, you know, where the blue had the the degradé. Mm-hmm. This is this is a little different. It's it's a little bit more like sunbrushed than I think the, the degradé blue, but still just equally like really cool. Like in dark light, it almost looks black and then you hit the light and then it's really light gray. Just really pretty. I love the Noble lineup. You know, I, is it my favorite from Monta? Probably not my favorite out of their whole collections. I, I'm just, I'm a sucker for the Ocean King. Like, that's just my favorite case, that and the SkyQuest. Um, but this is really, really good. And if you're looking for that watch that is a good balance between something dressy and then something sporty, 
I mean, you can't, you can't, it's like a date just almost, you know, yeah. you just can't beat it. And with the polished bezel too, it just gives it the extra little, little bling that you need when you want to dress something up a little bit. Yeah. I've been really impressed with it and um, sad that I, I don't get to keep it too long, <laughs> which again is a, is a good thing. <laughs> I know. I'm not like, like I am sad that I don't get to see it, but also, yeah, it's probably for the best. Well, and I think, you know, we used to talk about on the show where we would get these watches in and it was so hard to ship them back to the owners or brand or whatever. And now that has actually gotten a little easier because a lot of the times we get watches in and sadly we only have them for three, four days max. Yeah. And both of us have to see them. Sometimes, like in this case, you didn't even get to see this one. Sometimes that's a good thing because I feel like when we do have a watch for a while, then you're then you just you become more connected to it. Yeah, the temptation <laughs> gets much more. Yeah, difficult. yeah, 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 yeah. And it's really, really hard to send it back. But um, that's a good yeah. point. <laughs> I haven't really felt that way in a long time. Um, like that, you just needed a watch that we had in. The Moser was really hard. Yeah, the the the, the red center seconds, the Pioneer was was tough. I really like my heart. Really, really liked that watch. Um, <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't hate that. Like the post office was shut down for for four days. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I got I to keep that it. watch for an it extra was like four snowstorm. days. Snowstorm. Yes, yes. <laughs> Nobody could go anywhere. I'm just sitting around my house in sweatpants and a hoodie and the Moser <sighs> Pioneer. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, let's kind of jump into the topic we have today, which is very fitting since summer is literally like right around the corner. I'm so um, excited. I thought summer was real close to being here, but apparently it's, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it got really cold. And I looked this week and we have days that it's getting back in the 50s. They're like, come you know, your plants and your flowers. And my rose bushes just started a bloom <sighs> and I thought that they had died. So I'm really attached to these things now. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty bummed. That's OK. I'm I going to the desert, the desert <laughs> soon. And I'll probably wish for these days. The thing is, is like once you get that first, like, 80 degree day which we had mm-hmm. two or three of them there's no going back for me like no. going uh, there was a time last you know during winter that I would kill for 50 degrees now 50 degrees feels like the arctic and I'm just ready for like full-on summer like I wore a turtleneck the other day a thick turtleneck and it was like 58 oh, degrees but wow I just you get so used to it <laughs> yeah no you do totally Absolutely. Yeah. So talking about summer watches, like what what constitutes to you as a summer watch? Mm. I feel like the easy answer is a dive watch, right? Because I feel like so many of us spend a lot of like all of my summer vacation plans are around the beach. Like that's where I vacation. I don't I don't rough it out in the desert. Yeah. So like I but I feel like it's almost too easy to say dive watch for me when I think summer. I think bright colors. I think fun. I think, you know, I want a watch that's durable. But also I understand that I'm not only wearing one watch. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, yeah. So, like, I don't mind sacrificing on water resistance for one or maybe durability for another because I know that, like, I'll have a watch for everything. Um, but I think for me, having something that's fun is the most important thing when I think of a summer watch. What about you? Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, yeah, I guess you could say my go-to is a diver because I just, I love divers. I mean, I can't lie, but yeah, I agree. I I think bright colors is, it's when you can pull off stuff like that. And, you know, 
I, I go back and forth in my own collection and collecting with wanting these bright color watches, but then not wearing them really much in the winter. And, you know, I've gotten to the point now where it's just like, you know, can I be okay with that? Because I do have some watches that are a little bit more on the brighter side that, you know, I think in the right circumstances, you can wear them in the winter and they're fine. But again, they, they just go, they just go so well in the, in the summer. Yeah. And, um, I think that's really important. I think something that is really versatile because I think in the summertime, watch aside, our colors just tend to be a lot brighter, right? We're wearing a lot more brighter clothes. We're wearing shorts. We're wearing tank tops, things that are a little bit more colorful. So then I also think sometimes with the watch, maybe you need something more neutral. Maybe you need a white dial or a black dial that can just go with all the crazy colors you're wearing and not have to worry because sometimes, okay, you buy this bright, you know, green watch. Well, what if you're wearing all red? You know, it's so you just kind of have to I see both sides of it where you do really That's want true. the colorful, fun summer watch or the Swatch or the G-Shock. But then also maybe you want something that's really versatile because you're going to actually be wearing. Because I have some funky colors that I wear in the summer that I will not wear any other time <laughs> of year. And so you just kind of have that back and forth. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, durability, something that can take a beating, can take, you know, the water, um, working outside, just being outside in general, sweat, things like that. Which also brings us, you know, I'm only going to wear bracelets in the summer or a rubber strap. Mm -hmm. I don't even like wearing NATOs because I don't like that my sweat soaks into the NATO. It just kind of grosses me out. And then you have to rinse it and wash it. And so I just don't, I don't really do a lot of NATOs, especially if I know I'm going to be sweating at all. But yeah, rubber straps for sure are go and bracelets are like my go-to just because you can just rinse them off and they're fine. So I used to be the same way, but like, I think, you know, I think the benefit is, is that we have so much variety. So, you know, I, I've gotten to wear, or well, at least last summer, um, that could change this summer. I feel like every year my, my watch style changes. Um, but I, you're evolving. I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> or going backward. Some people would argue going backwards. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of don't mind wearing leather straps even during summer. If I know mm-hmm. that, like, like if I'm going out shopping or if I'm going out to lunch and stuff like that, even if I'm sitting outdoors, like, I know it's going to get hot and sweaty, but, like, I don't yeah. mind it as much as I would have used to have minded it. Um, because yeah. I am just in this phase right now where I really do like leather watch straps, um, more yeah. so than rubber, more so than, you know, than NATO straps, which is weird because, you know, if you look in my, my like, little watch cabinet, like, there's 8,000 NATO straps in there because I really went through a phase for a hot minute there. Um, Same. So, <laughs> and I don't remember the last time I wore a watch on a NATO strap right now, other than mm-hmm. like the fears, because I usually do keep it on a NATO strap. Yeah, so I don't necessarily mind, but I do agree rubber and um, and things like that are, are very, very important for summer, um, especially if I, if I am doing something out on the water, obviously I'm not going to wear a leather strap. I do prefer a bracelet or really I do prefer a rubber strap over a bracelet because none of my watches have a micro adjustment class. And this mm-hmm. is something that has to change going forward. Like I love seeing more watch <laughs> brands do the micro adjust class. Because it's so practical, right? Like, yeah. it, it really is. So, you know, because none of mine have it, and my wrists do swell up, like, quite a bit. Um, and I just, I hate that feeling of, like, being uncomfortable, especially when I'm trying to relax. Like, if I'm lying out on the beach, I don't want my watch to feel so tight that it's kind of, like, 
cutting off my circulation. Um, yeah, it's, I get it's that. not as fun. So I, I do like, there are definitely circumstances where I like to wear uh, the rubber straps. Yeah. And I think that with leather, I think obviously the right, it depends on the condition, right? Like if you're going to yeah. work, if you're going shopping, yeah, it's fine. It's not a big deal. You're not out there like sweating your head off, but I also think that this whole like leather strap debate, I think it's something only that happens really within the community. I see like oh, non yeah, non enthusiasts sure. all the time wearing leather strap. Like my dad always had a watch on a leather strap growing up, never took it off, never considered changing it to a rubber strap in the summer. Just like that's just the watch he had. Right. Yeah. So I think that, you know, it's just something that we because we can nerd out and we can buy these extra straps and we know that there's straps available to buy. To, like a lot of people don't even realize like you can take your strap off and like put no, another I, strap on and uh so yeah I think it's just a, a community thing that we we kind of pick on a little bit but yeah for the the majority of people I don't think they really care they'll they'll wear I mean I think they won't wear it swimming and stuff but yeah I, I just remember growing up like my dad I mean he never he never took his watch off like mowing the yard all that stuff had it on leather strap and that thing like it lasted course. forever <laughs> Because like it was really- just sweat and skin cells holding it together. Yeah. But I, I mean, to yeah. that point, I think about, you know, vintage watches. A lot of vintage watches didn't were never sold on bracelets. It was always straps. And yeah. I mean, also that was when people weren't afraid to wear their watches. You know, sports yeah. watches got worn, tool watches got worn, no matter, you know, how significant they wound up being 50 years later. But Well, and um, I think quality. We look at quality. The quality of the leather straps probably back then. Um, now, not to say you can't, you can buy quality leather straps today, but they cost you an arm and a leg most yeah. of the time. So I think back then that was just, you know, things were just made better um, for the most part. And, and, you know, I remember going to my grandma's house and like the things she had were just like, they were built to last and, yeah. and they're not so anymore. And, and yes, we outsource so many things too. And, and that's, I'm sure part of it, but you know, I just, you just don't have the same quality. Yeah. No, I would agree with that for sure. Yeah, I have had straps that um, have come, you know, stock on a watch OEM. And then a few months down the line, they're getting nasty. They're falling apart. And you're just like, wow, this is a strap like that the company decided was going to come on this watch. And Mm -hmm. it's already falling apart. And now I I have to, if I wasn't a watch enthusiast, what would I do? Throw the watch away? Never wear it again? I mean, who who thinks to let me go see if I can replace this, this band? So... Um, yeah, something for a lot of companies to think about. And I think they are. I think a lot of people are trying to think a little bit more about longevity. So, um, so let's, let's dive into our favorite summer watches. How does that sound? I see what you did there. <laughs> Diving. In. No. All right. No, 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 no. I didn't do that. <laughs> no. Did I say, I didn't say dive, did I? Yes. You said, let's dive into our favorite summer watches. Oh, totally. That was accidental. <laughs> totally accidental. You should have just took it and been like, yeah, I'm not freaking cool. But it's. it's I'm not cool. That's the thing because I didn't even no. think about that. <laughs> it's um, But yeah, and, and we're going to talk about uh, our favorite affordable summer watches. So, yes, you know, I think a lot of times, especially after Watches of Wonders, we've been talking about some, uh, some pretty high end in pieces yeah. lately. So, and I think that, you know, a lot of us, when we think about summer watches and especially with some certain criteria, we like the idea of an affordable summer watch. You know, mm-hmm. most of the time you're not going to take your, you know, most of it. 
it is what it is. Let's just, let's be honest. You're not going to take like your Submariner, you know, doing certain things that you'll take like a G-Shock or somebody else. Like, I you don't know. know. This, <laughs> this could be my beater watch. Shut I up. I don't know. Shut up. I want to wear it. I've been wearing it for everything. I've been wearing it like cleaning house and just like. I feel like I there's a difference to- between cleaning house and like going, I don't know, kayaking or like something like way out kayaking. That sort of I thing. I mean, I'm taking it like. I'm roughing it on a trip. Like, it's going to be on my wrist. It's going to be, like, the only watch I take. So, we'll see. Is we'll there see. a scratch on it yet? Oh, yeah. The clasp des- definitely has, Aside like, Aside from the clasp, like, is there a scratch on the case yet? I haven't really inspected it too much. I'll have to look. I'll report back to you. <laughs> Kat's going to text me later. Like, no. Yeah. The right. only one I've seen is on, on, the, on the clasp, just from a little desk wear, but... Um, no, I think you're absolutely right. And I think with with us wanting to pick affordable watches, another part of that is that, you know, you're buying a watch for summer. You want to wear it during the summer. You may not wear it all year long. Yeah. And so these these watches, we don't want to spend a lot of money on. You just want to have fun with, right? They're just yeah. something that are just, they're a talking point or they're just a watch you just, like you mentioned, you don't have to worry about. You can slap on the wrist and go have fun and, you know, drink too much beer and, yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> All the things that you do every single summer. Um, yeah. And by by affordable, so we, you know, obviously affordability is is uh, up for debate, whatever. But um, mm-hmm. it, it's all just depending on circumstance. But we, cat, what did we say, 600 Yeah, something okay. under $600. Yeah. It less, I mean, most of mine are less than that even. But but we started, like, that's just our starting point. Yeah. So we just picked a couple watches that we uh, that we we recommend we, we either own or, yeah, have spent some time with. And, uh, yeah, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll kick us off. So the first watch on my list is a watch that we've had in for a review. Um, we've also are going to be doing a giveaway of this watch, which we'll get into a little bit later on in the show. But that is the, uh, the Orient Ray 2. And we had this watch in... I guess we've had it for over a month now, would you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Yeah, so. we've had it for a little bit. And yeah, I've actually like, I've actually gotten to wear this quite a bit. And, you know, I, I've talked about on the show, I'm a massive Seiko fan. I've, I've got another Seiko on the list too. But it's really hard for me to, it's really hard to, to beat a Seiko diver in my opinion, right? Because we talked about Seiko just gets the proportions right. You know, it could be a massive watch and it just happens to fit on smaller wrists. Mm-hmm. Well, I was actually really surprised with this Orient, and and I had the blue dial just to be a little bit more specific. I'll I'll put the reference number in the the show notes, and I gotta say it's forty one and a half millimeters, and it wears really really well. Yeah. I have just under six and a half inch wrist, and a friend of mine wore it for some photos that we did. She has an even smaller wrist, and she fell in love with it. and And to be like a non watch person, I was like so happy. <laughs> that she fell in love with this big chunky diver and it's actually like not I I'm holding the I'm actually holding in my hands the Orient versus the Seiko 5 the blue Seiko 5 and and that's the other one on my list and I kind of want to go back and forth between these two because Mm -hmm. there's things I like and things I don't like about each and I think they're probably the two competing affordable divers you can get right now yeah the Orient for its price point like I think they're on sale for $170. Yeah. They are currently, as we're speaking, sold out on Orient's website. I'm sure that they're going to restock. But I did see that 
plenty of other sites, including Amazon, still has these around the same price. So um, definitely keep an eye out. But, you know, something that's really frustrated us recently is the the price that that Seikos are moving to, right? The price mm-hmm. point. They're, they're continuing to climb. And yeah, you can eventually find a good deal if like Macy's is running a sale or something, but that's not always the case. And so the Seiko 5 on Seiko's website right now is $295. Are you going to pay that? No, you're going to pay like maybe one, 190 200 at max, I think, for it. But again, this Orient comes in at $170 and it like quality-wise, it's the same. I don't feel, and in fact, I honestly feel like the bracelet is better than the Seiko bracelet. The clasp are about the same, but the bracelet feel to me is much better. I got to say that I really, this is hard, but I actually prefer the Orient case, like the, the case of the watch better than the Seiko 5. I just think it it looks a little bit thinner. It wears a little bit better on the wrist. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I'm going to drone on here because I'm doing like the comparison between the two. But I do think the the Seiko bezel action to me is better. It's better because it's it's easier to turn than the Orient. Um, the Orient is a little bit harder for me to grip. So I, I give that kind of a point to Seiko. But really, the watches head to head, it's hard to pick. I There's a lot of things I like about this Orient. And and very surprising because I've never really been a, a massive Orient fan. I, I was really glad that they sent us watches to check out because I just hadn't had a lot of hands-on experience. I think I used to have a, a Bambino a long time ago when I first got into the hobby. But, you know, I, I, I don't love the new Seiko 5s as much as I used to love, like the old SKXs. I just don't like them stylistically a little bit much. But like I said, this this Orient is really killing it for its price point and um, just a lot of good things about it. And uh, just going back to the Seiko as my second choice, I guess, it's a killer watch, right? And it, they, they've taken what people have loved about the SKXs and, you know, they made so many versions of this watch. I mean, on the on the Seiko website, you can basically you have a color you like, you're going to find it, right? I mean, there are a bunch of these Seiko 5s and so many color combinations, and that's where they win, right? You can just, Seiko's great at personalizing. People have been modding them for years. Seiko took note and has just said, you know, we're just going to make as many versions of this as we can. And they just, they did a great job. So anyway, they, they're just, they're great divers. I think, you know, coming under really $300, both of these, they're just fantastic. And uh, I probably prefer to wear the Orient on the wrist. Yeah. It doesn't sit as tall. The case shape is better. You know, I'm losing the bezel action, but realistically, how often am I using the bezel? Probably not that often. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a fantastic diver. It looks really good. They both have a beautiful, you know, brushed uh blue dial and uh, I think they're really fantastic but something I didn't get to do which I really really wish I did was test the loom on both really impressed with Orients though and Mm -hmm. it's hard to beat Seiko so I might do a little test and I might like update everybody on on Instagram because I do want to like put these head-to-head on the loom battle which maybe someone's already done um so it might be pointless but I just I still want to do it because it's just fun (laughs) All right. So after all my rambling, I'm so sorry. No, what, I, what is your, well, I didn't know how else to do it because I wanted to kind of like. That makes sense. because I wanted to ha- put them head to head. Yeah. And we both have. So I also, I have an Orient in right now as well. Um, 
and mm-hmm. and I agree. I really you had the with, Kamasu, right? The yeah, black. I have the Kamasu, which is the black, but it's the same case proportions as as yours is. Um, and I also do have a Seiko five. Um, you know, I have the blue the blue Seiko five as well. And I think it's it's an interesting comparison because I think when we talk about entry level dive watches, you know, Seiko is the more well known, but then also Orient is another big entry watch, right? Like yeah. I feel like so many people now. I I've never personally owned an Orient, but I do know that so many people start their collection out with Orient. And I see Orient taking a much bigger platform, like you said, because Seiko just keeps increasing their prices versus mm-hmm. I feel like Orient still offers that that entry-level price point that, I mean, really, so we're talking about, you know, $600 or less, you know, whatever for, for affordable. I mean, I'm looking on the Orient website, the Kamas, the Kamasu is on sale for $280. And there's yeah. not, I mean, that's like, you know, that's a, two G-Shocks realistically, um, mm-hmm. you know, but you get like a nicer watch. And I agree with, yeah. I agree with a lot of it. I do agree about the bezel action. Um, I, I, th- I mean, at least in the, in the instances of the watches that we have currently, I know like this doesn't say anything for the whole collection. I will say, I feel like the bezel lines up better on the Orient than it does on mm-hmm. the Seiko. Cause obviously oh, that's absolutely. a that's, issue. That's a great point. Um, I didn't even think about that. And, and for, you know, for most people who are getting into this hobby, things like that they don't pay attention to but if you're in this hobby and you're looking for like a fun summer watch and and like little Mm -hmm. nuances like that matter i feel like the orient is a great option for that reason um but again like you said you know we we talk about it and i feel like you know it might get you know a little played out but it is true that you know seiko just does something with their proportions where it fits so Mm -hmm. well on the wrist but this orient did the same thing like tyler has worn this tyler has a wrist that's about uh you know a little smaller than mine right now and it and same thing like it just fits so well um Mm -hmm. and i like but it doesn't look like a big watch either like it no wears like it looks like it would you know exactly I, i do i really do like that because there are a lot of people who are very intimidated by Seiko and by the size of Seiko and I can understand that um but this it 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 reads well on specs and it wears just as well yeah I think you know if you're if you're putting the two head to head there's a lot to like about the Orient you know Mm -hmm. one thing that I don't love I I don't love their logo right it's a little too big it's a little too fussy I like a really clean logo and so that's that's a gripe for me personally but Honestly, I, I do think the Orient has a little level up from a Seiko 5. I like that the crown is at 3 o'clock. It's also a screwing crown, right? Yeah. Um, the date window has a window around it. It's just they do these little subtle upgrades to it that make it just honestly a little step better than the Seiko 5. It's a little thinner. It wears a little bit, you know, it wears thin on the wrist. It doesn't stick up, you yeah. know. I don't mind the Seiko 5s. You know, I don't mind the thickness. I don't mind that they stick up, but not everybody wants that, right? Right. People want a thinner watch. And um, again, just kind of coming back to the bracelet, it's it's a little bit better quality than, than the Seiko 5 bracelet. And to come under, you know, 170 bucks, like that's, that's a really great deal. That's a really, really great deal. Um, the crown is also stamped with their logo, which the Seiko 5 does not. So... Again, it's very minute things, very small things, but these are things that we look at as watch enthusiasts. So right. I think that they they matter. There's a loom pip at, you know, on the on the bezel, which there's not on the Seiko 5. And 
again, I'm not really saying one's better than the other because you have to pick what kind of goes with you, you know, for your style. Orient doesn't have a lot of options, right? They have black, they have blue, they have a couple other options, but Seiko's like, you can pretty much pick your favorite color and you'll find a dive watch in that right. color. Um, so yeah, Seiko has the level up there, but they're again, they're just fantastic watches. I'm really impressed. Um, so yes, Orient is a sponsor of today's episode, but you know, they are not paying us for their review. They told us to be completely honest with their watches. And that's the reason why I am pointing out some of the flaws that I don't personally like. Um, but again, I just think it's a really good bang for buck watch. And, and I'm glad to find another watch that I can recommend to people that are just getting into the hobby or family and friends because they don't want to spend a lot of money, but they want a really cool, like fun watch. Um, well, let's <laughs> All right. let's get into your first. I'm going to let you take the next two. Let's go ahead with your the first two on your list. All right. So the first one on my list, it's different, y'all, and um, it, it's so much fun. So we were sent these. At Andrew, who uh, who owns Astor and Banks, sent us. He also is um, one of the guys on another project of watches called So Labs. Um, and so he sent us literally their entire collection. I think there's five watches total. Um, these are these are not going to be the watch for everybody. I'll throw that out there. Um, but I saw these online uh, on Instagram, reached out because I, I fell in love with just like this fun, quirky design. So again, when we talk about summer watches, I like color. I like something that's a little bit more fun. Um, and these have this really unique, retro, fun, you know, look. I don't know. They remind me of the 80s a little bit. Like, they're just fun and different. Um, they're a little over the top with how they tell time. Like, the the hands are very, very different. You you have to look at pictures I can't. It's so hard for me to, like, I can't read it. I'm so It took me a I'm while. Dumb. It took me I'm a while. I'm really dumb. <laughs> it, it did take me, like, setting it a few times. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, this isn't that bad. I, it's not a watch that you can probably glance quickly down at and read yeah. the time and glance back up. But they, these are just so much fun. They're like, they're less than $200. They are quartz. Um, but yeah. then also they're in plastic cases, which, you know, if I, if I'm, again, like I have multiple summer watches. So like, this isn't going to be my all day, everyday summer watch because I wouldn't take this if I was doing something a little bit more kind of rough. But like for just like a fat, it's essentially it's a fashion summer watch, right? Um, yeah. They all come on leather straps with quick release uh, quick release leather straps, um, but they it's a stra- it's a watch that would look good on a rubber strap. It would look great even on like a you know a, a Milanese mesh bracelet. Just something a little bit more fun. I like the leather straps. I think that they uh, they feel really good. They kind of match the look of the watch. I think, um, but yeah, you can do them on rubber straps as well. They're just they're fun and they're quirky. And I'm just, I'm kind of obsessed with them. (laughs) Yeah. We literally have the entire collection of them right now. I know. I was really surprised when I opened the box. I was like, oh my gosh, they're all in here. (laughs) Catch them all. (laughs) (laughs) They're just, they're super, I think each color is limited to 500 pieces. Um, I heard, so I think they were, um, him and his business partner were on, I think it was the 40 and 20 podcast a couple weeks ago. And they were talking about like, they have plans to move into an automatic movement, which I think is super cool. Um, yeah, I just, I like something to me, you know, I like these for the same reason I like swatch. I like that you can get like something quirky and fun and colorful and like, 
it, you don't have to really worry about it. Worst case scenario, it's less than $200. Like, you know, yeah. if, if something happens to it, it's okay. But also, mm-hmm. I think, like, if you if you have, like, older kids who, you know, or even younger kids so that you're trying to get into watches, I think that these are a fun alternative, Perfect. too. Like, they're so yeah, they remind fun me, and fashionable. Yeah, they're like swatches and yeah. G-Shocks. Like, you can just go crazy with the with them and the colors. Yeah, I so I really like these. I think these are fun. Um, we'll have pictures of everything that we talked about, guys, on the website. So, um, and you know, on our Instagram and whatnot as well. So definitely be sure to take a look out. Um, and so I'll just go into a second one since you took you know forty minutes to get yeah, through yours. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Um, okay, so another uh, I'm gonna go with another micro brand, and I'm going with uh, with Notice. So I've had several Notice watches over the years. Um, Notice is a brand that's out here in the U.S. They're based out of California. Do absolutely phenomenal watches. They have a watch called the Sector Field. And it is an absolutely stunning watch. Now, well, so they're currently out of stock, but they are expecting to have um, more here soon available. Um, I'm a big fan of Notice. First of all, I just, I really like the guys. I, ha- I have a, a mad respect for the guys. I think you know, there's only the two of them and they hustle their asses off. Um, so these watches are 39 millimeters, which I think, with the bezel, um, which I think a lot of people are liking. I, you know, I think that there is a call for for a little bit of a smaller watch. And I think especially with micro brands, you almost get a little bit too large sometimes. Um, so I think, I feel like, you know, this 39 millimeter, it's a 47 millimeter lug to lug. So it's a watch that fits incredibly well on different people's wrists. They come in several different dial colors, which I absolutely adore. They have like this really beautiful um, kind of minty color. They do like this really dark, blue I believe there's also a black dial as well uh, there's a navy with a gilt um but it's just to me it's a really great watch that you can wear every single day um it's a watch that you don't have to feel too bad if you if you just absolutely beat up it's 425 dollars um you know and I like they use an h-link bracelet and they've used this this same design bracelet on many of the watches that I've had from the brand um it's a very comfortable bracelet I've never had any problems with with either of the notice watches that I've had that I've owned um so I just feel like I feel like they have a really great quality and, you know, I, I know we just talked about Seiko, but I feel like as Seiko continues to increase in prices, this is where you get brands like the micro brands who who step up and fill that entry level price point. Um, and I, I think it, it's a really awesome thing to see from the micro brands. And even just in the few years that I've been following notice to see how much they've improved over the years, um, their luminescence is phenomenal. I mean, you have you have a watch brand that's run by two watch enthusiasts. So like every little detail matters. Like if the date wheel, the date wheel color matches the dial, which is just, again, one of those little details that that we as watch collectors really appreciate that apparently watch brands feel like it's too hard or too expensive to do. Um, like even on this like minty aqua green dial, like the mm-hmm. sub dial matches. It, oh, uh, yeah. The date wheel matches. And I feel like that's it's just one of those really important details. Um, so yeah, that that's my second pick, and I need to quit looking at the website because I'm gonna want to buy one. Damn it! It's so hard. It is it's so hard. Well, and it's hard because like you get to where like you love the people, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, and I we've talked about this with the micro brands before. You know, obviously we're we're really good friends with quite a few people, and you love the people, and then like it makes you love the watches even more. Yeah, and yeah, that, it is a whole thing. <laughs> 
But you yeah. want to buy everything. All of all. <laughs> because they look good and I love them. <sighs> How many watches is too many? I don't know. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Orient Watches. Since its foundation in 1950, Orient Watches have been focused on providing quality timepieces that blend both mechanical watchmaking and style with designs that are heavily influenced by Japanese streetwear fashion. While producing all of their movements in-house, Orient has continued to be a staple in the world of affordable watchmaking. With Orient's well-known reliability and style, their collection offers variety to suit any individual and occasion. As watch collectors, we have an appreciation for the concept of time like no other. Orient has us thinking a little bit differently about time with their Moving Moments campaign. With this campaign, Orient reminds us that time is so much more than simply a watch on your wrist. They remind us that time is but the memories that you make with it and how you spend each moment of every day. Whether that time is spent with family, in a boardroom at work, or out making new adventures, Orient has a timepiece built for you and the memories that you make. Head over to their website at www.orientwatchusa.com and explore their extensive collection for yourself. Be sure to use promo code MMTENN, the and symbol one zero, to save an additional 10% off your purchase and enjoy making memories with your new timepiece. That's orientwatchusa.com, promo code MM10 and 10. I really, I I wish that I was someone that could have a lot of watches at any price point, really. Yeah. And not like not feel guilty about it. I feel guilty. Yeah. When I, I have when I have over a certain amount. I agree. Because it's I don't wear hard. them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard. I, I it. mean, I, I go back and forth because like for me, I'm, I am so practical. This is like my only non-practical thing in my life. Right. Um, you know, and I, I do go back and forth because I, I love them and I, I love the idea of variety. But then also I do. I feel bad. Like you said, I feel bad when they just sit there in a box. I feel bad for the watches as though they have feelings and emotions, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I know. Oh, buddy, you keep seeing me pull like every watch around you, but not you. And I'm so sorry. But then, well, you know, I started thinking like I don't do that with my clothes. I have clothes that I know have sat in my closet Girl, for years, and I haven't worn it. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, boots that I don't wear that often, and and I'm okay with that. But maybe because watches are at such a different price point too that I don't know. I just I, I really wish that I could just get over that. I really yeah. do because I think I would enjoy having a few more pieces that, okay, maybe I don't wear it that often, but I still enjoy wearing it when I do and right. I can justify it, you know, and, and, um, cause I've gotten rid of so many watches and, and I miss them. But at the same time, I'm like, I just wasn't wearing it that often, but how often do you need to wear it to justify having it? I don't know. It's all about our happiness and I just haven't nailed that down yet. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. <laughs> no, I mean, I agree. It's it's hard. It really is hard um, to try and find to find some balance. Honestly, like you just you don't I feel at the end of the day, you just have to do what's best for you. You know, um, I mean, the only reason I purge if I'm being honest, like I can say like, oh, yeah, I got rid of these watches because I have too many. No, I got rid of those watches because I wanted to buy the Grand Seiko quickly and not have to like be responsible for it. So, yeah, it's the only reason I, I got rid of like five that's watches what last I, year. That's what I normally do, too. Yeah, definitely. There was no like, oh, yeah, I, I know I said I was I was dwindling down my my collection, but it wasn't for it was to be selfish, honestly. <laughs> fine no judgment 
All right. Nope. No judgment at all. So let's each let's toss out one one more watch each. Of yeah. Like practical, affordable summer watches. What would what would your third pick be if you were building a collection? So my third pick is a watch that I've actually owned. It's the Timex Q. Yeah. And I'm going with the. It's not really the OG, but it's it's the first one that they actually re-released of these reissues and came out a few years ago. And it's the Pepsi bezel with the blue dial. I think it's just classic to me. They've they've done several iterations since. Really cool ones, mind you. But this one to me really screams summer. I think anything with the Pepsi bezel just works really well in the summertime. And uh, it's just, it's a really cool watch. I remember like, Everybody that I know that is a non-watch person loved this watch. Like my brother went crazy for it. And and I probably need to buy him one, to be honest with you. But it's just a cool looking watch. And, you know, we had some minor gripes like with the bracelet. And and yeah, it could be a little bit of a hair puller if you're (laughs) really hairy on the wrist. But that aside, I just think it's 38 millimeters. It fits men and women really, really well. And for like 180 bucks, Timex usually has some sort of sale or coupon you can usually get to bring that down. I mean, you just can't beat it. It's just, it's a fantastic looking piece. You know, it's not a crazy diver. Like you can't really take it swimming and stuff. I don't even remember what the water resistance is on it. I probably should be looking at this. Okay, 50 meters. So yeah, I mean, not not a watch that I'd like washing hands and stuff. Okay, but like I wouldn't really like take it swimming. But it's just it's like the watch you want to wear when you're at a barbecue, right? Which, oh my God, I just can't wait to like have family barbecues and stuff again with friends and just, oh, I hope we get there this year. But yeah, this is the watch that I just, it just looks good. Like, I, I don't really know what else to say. It's just a fantastic watch. It's it's affordable. And I don't think, like, a lot of people know about this watch. The listeners that we have know about this watch. But, like, people that are not in the watch community don't really know about this watch. Because I have yet to see this Timex in any store, right? Like, I've, I go to stores. I always, like, browse through the watch section because I'm a watch nerd. What else am I going to do? I see G-Shocks. I see Seiko's, you know, I see all of these and I even see Timex, but I never see this one. So it's kind of like an online type thing. And, you know, I could see why so many people overlook it. The hype when this came out was unreal. (laughs) Do you remember that? It It was was so so crazy. crazy. Like Timex (laughs) legit broke the internet. For the they longest did. time. It was, they straight up went hoodinky and they they like, yeah, they sold out in like minutes. Insane. I re- yeah. It was such a weird time. It was before the Cassioke. So the Cassioke is the new like break the internet, like entry level <laughs> watch. But like the Timex Q, it was, yeah. it was so crazy. Everybody were, wanted it. People were flipping it for like four oh, times the price on eBay immediately. It was so... That was a crazy time in, in, yeah. in our hobby. And, I mean, Houdinki's done a limited edition of this. I can see more, you know, um, you know, more watch medias and stuff doing more stuff with it. But it's just it's just a fun watch. And you can have so much fun with it. I'm saying fun a lot. I apologize. <laughs> it's like, summer. I'm We're ready try- for fun. Words are hard in the morning. Words are hard all the time. But, no, I, I think it's a great-looking watch. And, uh Again, for 180 bucks, most likely less because you're not really paying the full price with with the coupons and stuff you can get online. I just I I, I can't say like now I'm looking at it. I'm like I kind of like 
Stop, Kat. No, you don't. I want all the watches. No, you don't. <laughs> now, and also, so like they come in tons of colors, like you said, but yeah. then also Timex just recently announced that there's a 36 millimeter size of them as well now. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So you can get like, you know, if you are a little intimidated by that larger size, because it does wear like, because it's so flat and thin, mm-hmm. it does wear kind of big. They have the larger size. And speaking of fun colors, they have they have this collection now called like the the Malibu, which is like they're like rose. Have you seen these yet? Yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. rose gold. They have like colors in the bracelet. It's this whole like <laughs> thing. But I feel like in person, I would low key kind of love this one. I love them, but I'm afraid of like all of their rose gold stuff. Is oh, you know it's yeah. just plated, so I'm afraid of the scratches. So I, I'd always just go stainless steel. But they do look so like the rose gold. The cue is just it's beautiful, and I think for for a lady or even a man, I think it's just it's a cool looking watch. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. What's last on your list? Um, last on my list, it's it's basic, but a G Shock. I any G Shock. I am kind of obsessed with the new like the new Cassie Oaks, which have also gotten smaller. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like the all white, I think is a really hot look. So I was gonna ask you, like, what you would go, like, what color? I feel like the white all white, yeah, yeah, summer all white, everything. Like, I feel like white <laughs> on white in summertime. The Miami the only look, time, yeah, it's such a Miami look. Like when I, the, <laughs> so I have a white rubber strap for my white Planet Ocean, and the only mm-hmm. time, like, I seriously put that watch on that strap is like when I'm at the beach because it's such a bold, like, it's a bold combo. I mean, so yeah, I, I, any, any G-Shock, I think, you know, when I think about Summer Watch, I, G-Shocks are incredibly comfortable. There is something for everyone. I remember, you know, when, when we first started this podcast, we were both pretty hesitant about G-Shock. You know, it took us each a while to find like the G-Shock that works for you. And I really recommend if you're, if you're somewhere that you have someplace that sells them, go try them on and see what style works for you because they, they can be very intimidating. There's a lot of big, bulky, over the top like like the mudmaster is this whole thing that like i will never mm-hmm. need any of that watch um but you know you have watches that are, are much easier to operate i still don't know how to operate my g-shocks i have to pull out like the instruction manual every time i like the seasons change and i need to to either go forward or back an hour um yeah but yeah, they're they're just great watches. They're it's the watch that you can do anything in all summer long. You can do your yard work, cut the lawn. Um, you can you know go hiking, go dirt bike riding. You know, go do anything you want and not have to worry about it. And I feel like when when we talk about summer watches, you need that watch that you could literally like throw off a building and it's still going to run just fine. <laughs> not that you've thrown yourself off a building, <laughs> but if, if you never know, you never get. Know. Oh my lord, this podcast took a really dark turn really quickly <laughs> um, um, so yeah like just to have a watch that you can do absolutely anything in so um i feel like it would be it would be hard pressed to not have a g-shock on the list yeah and g-shocks are like it's kind of weird i don't usually love watches that are like super beat up and all this stuff but i i love like seeing pictures of people that have g-shocks that have like been through it you know what i'm saying yeah. like I don't know. I just, I really love it. And I, and I think that, you know, there's a reason that people in the military count on G-Shock and, and, um, you know, people that just need a reliable watch that they do not have to worry about. My husband, he has even just started loving wearing his G-Shock in, in nine or (laughs) 
<laughs> There's about nine days a week. Oh my god. Um, oh wow, that's where we were going. Nine times out of nine times out of ten, he has got the G Shock on now, and um, yeah, I don't know if there's a reason to even buy him another watch ever again because he's just gonna want to wear the G Shock, and I'm and I'm totally fine with that. Like I think it's cool. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. It's it's a great watch. It's a great option, and it's great for anyone of any age, any style. Yeah. There's something for you. There's Kids full, just think it's the coolest yeah. thing too. And there's a full they metal think it's the coolest. if you want something like super, you know, super a little bit like I don't want to say fancier, but like a little <laughs> a fancy G shock. <laughs> fancy G shock. Um, there's like a rose gold full metal one, and I need to see uh, this in person. <laughs> amazing. So bad. Amazing. That'll be my summer watch. My super fancy watch. Um, but I think that's going to wrap up today's episode. Yeah, I think so too. I think that was uh, that was some good options. You definitely pulled some out that I I hadn't really thought of. Awesome. I kind of went with just the basics, you know. You know. Some basic. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, be sure that you're subscribed on whatever po- podcast platform you listen to. Um, head over to our website www.tennand2.com uh, for links to some of the watches that we talked about uh, and uh, to keep up with the podcast. You can also listen to it there and follow us along. Fo- follow along with us over at uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Ten and Two Media. And that's all, yeah. y'all. Bye. Bye.